0: Oh yeah, they were. It (laughs) is daytime right now. I wasn't thinking about it. So, guys, I'm sorry. It sounds if it sounds like we're stalling, it's because we are. (laughs) This is how we do things. Every month, when we come up with the theme of the month, janae picks five movies. I pick five movies. We make a grand list of the five movies that we're gonna do for the month. Five or four, depending on how the month goes. I pick the good sign. I never seen the movie, but on like these little watch mojo and looper and whatever, what culture, on these little countdowns, I will always see these movies under like evil kid categories. I mean,
1: he was more so deranged than. It's Point so is,
0: scary. I thought it was a horror movie, so that's why I <laughs> added it on the list. I never seen it. And, you know, here we try to, um, what's what am I trying to say? Expand our palette. We're not just going to be watching Freddy, Jason, and Michael movies, even though I love Freddy. But we have to expand a our taste. I'm <laughs> You said you were what?
1: Mikael Oh,
0: I mean, that's cool. We'll get there when we get there. You know, I actually didn't know that about you. And I wasn't expecting you to say that. Love Michael Myers? Yeah. Man. I didn't know that. That's my man. I really didn't know that. Why do you
1: think I always posted Michael at the first
0: time? You know, I never put that together. (laughs) I never. That makes, that makes makes a lot of sense now. Like...
1: Freddy Krueger is that cool, that's but right. I don't like anything that can attack you in your dreams. Are that
0: I think that's so interesting. It's there's, in a there's
1: too many things. We're not talking about this all offline. Right. but there's too many things with the whole dream, dream thing. That Look
0: at I, you. I, she's I can't. tearing up
1: your kids. I can't. <laughs> but Michael Myers, he's a real life tangible object. So I can deal with Michael. That's my man.
0: And he ain't never went nowhere. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until we get into those. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the Good Son today. The Good Son is a 1993 psychological thriller directed by Joshua Rubin. We shouldn't have picked this movie. It doesn't. It's, it's okay. not bad. It's, okay. it's not we're bad. Still do the it's not bad. It's just not as scary. Yet. Or it's it's a thriller. We'll talk about it. It's a thriller because he didn't give me what I needed. Yeah. So the story is about a young boy named Mark who loses his mom and basically his dad has to go out on a business trip he goes to his cousin's house and it's a nice little kitty ride from there so yeah it's just like I don't know maybe the marketing for this movie because as I said when I was doing research for the movie it wasn't like I found too much on it Um, basically if it wasn't on Wikipedia and it was like a few videos on YouTube but it wasn't it wasn't a lot. So the release date was on September 24th, 1993. The runtime comes in at 86 minutes. The budget was seven. What? The budget was 17 million. And it made 60.6 million back. Where did this 17 million go? Just to pay for the names? Mm, I don't know. Maybe it went to all those posters. Anyway,
1: I don't know if you guys know how movies are made, but just because. It was produced in, let's say, 1993. Doesn't mean that the script was written in, like, 92. Sometimes scripts have been written years in advance. Mm -hmm. And so this particular script set in, like, what they call development hell for years. Mm -hmm. So it had a, a number of failed attempts to get into production. And so Home Alone and Silence of the Lambs are the reason why it finally got made. Because it gave the studio confidence. 20th Century Fox, it gave that studio confidence mm-hmm. that an adult-oriented film featuring a child could be successful. Mm-hmm. But then Macaulay Cullen's father told 20th Century Fox that his son wouldn't do Home Alone
0: 2 unless they cast him in The Good Son. <gasps> so they kind of like just had to. Yeah. I mean, shit, you better ride for your kids. You <laughs> know, that's right.
1: And Macaulay and Elijah both got stunt training for the film.
0: Yeah, I, I do like that they... He was generally dropped 30 yeah. feet off
1: that ledge. That was actually him doing it instead of a stunt double. Oh, wow. Get your coin, Macaulay. His parents agreed that they would be he would be dropped from 30 feet off the cliff while attached to a cable. Oh,
0: wow. The
1: only requirement was that he was given a BB gun once it was
0: completed, once that shot was completed. A b- okay. You yeah. know what? I would have been like, slap me a check. Well, anyway, I guess <laughs> that was already coming. Oh,
1: and then some critics felt that his presence made the film into an unintended comedy, which is what I was kind of getting. Yeah, it's just like
0: some parts. It's some like like you said after you've seen Home Alone, and the way he goes about talking to the criminals, it kind of gives you that same vibe. Like he's just playing being evil.
1: Yeah, but then also there was a novel that was released, too, Uh at the same time that the movie was released. Uh And so that novel went into more detail about Harry's condition, revealing that he was born a sociopath and can only feel emotions when he tormented others.
0: Oh, see, like, I would have wanted to see that good sign. Jhane, if you will, do you want to head to the loading dock with me to get ready for this little kitty ride here? Sure. All right, let's go.
2: Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines, because this here's a
0: doozy. Hey, Johnny. I got a question for you, girl. Uh-oh. So in The Good Sign, we see that... Mark comes over his cousin's house. He's going to be staying with his uncle for two weeks. And you would think that, you know, when you go over to your cousin's house, it's about to be a movie. It's about to be lit.
1: That's what I was really about to say. Like, when you go to your cousin's house,
0: it's supposed to be a good time. Yeah, but no. This is not a good time. <laughs> so my question to you is, have you ever had a situation, and it's, it doesn't have to be family. Have you ever had a good son situation without the murder? Without the psychotic stuff. I
1: want to say yes.
0: I have. I can tell my story while you think. Okay. Okay, y'all. Because I had to get this off my chest as I was coming up with this question. Because I said, you look like like you're ready to say whatever's on your mind. Because I I got some things on my mind when I was watching this movie. Now, like I said, it has nothing to do with murder. But it is my cousin, though. So my older cousin, I am... Am I the youngest? I, bl- I think I think out of my section of the family, y'all know how families go. I think I'm the youngest cousin before it gets to like my nieces and nephews. Does that make sense? So yeah. I'm looking at the mic like I'm looking at a camera or something. Anyway, I went over to my auntie's house as I would per usual, kind of after um, I was a little bit too old to have a nanny, so I was probably like five, six, I don't know. I have an older cousin. He was probably eight, nine, maybe. He's older than me. So clearly he's at that no better age, but if it comes down to it, if they leave us in charge, obviously he's in charge. He has two older sisters. They're teenagers, so they don't want anything to do with us. They let us do whatever we want to do. So we're down in the basement and I can't remember what I was doing. I was doing something and I'm looking at him and he's like screwing holes in the wall. (laughs) Yeah, like it's so. So the basement is like a cement basement, like you know how we in a. It was like it. I, so most most homes in the nineties. Yeah, late 90s, that's why late 2000s, I was like it was late nineties. Had
1: cement basement. Yeah,
0: so it was like that concrete wall, and he's like drilling holes in the wall, and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And he was like, I don't even know how he got me to do it, but, but I literally did so, one little small one. But and he's like, where did he get the drill from? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I can't, I can't remember. I can't recall how exactly I ended up doing it with him. But like I said, I'm three years younger than him, so he could have said anything to me. Cause this is kind of how our relationship was. It was always him getting me in trouble doing something. Like I hated going over there because I was. I would opt to sit with my aunt and watch stories with her cats than play with not him not the cats yeah no i would rather do that than play with him i did not like playing with him i hated it like he wasn't like i said it wasn't like this situation and i will say this movie reminded me of that so it was cool in that point but no johnny i don't know if you got a story but i answered your question for you girl
1: okay so i don't i got in
0: trouble that day too
1: <laughs> i'm not, not over because i mean like you drilled a hole in the
0: little... wall <laughs> it was no the thing is, I got in the same amount of trouble that he did. And I feel like I shouldn't have gotten in that much trouble. Okay. The The, whole, did it the <laughs> hole that I made, and I'm not even lying to you. The hole that I made was probably smaller than...
1: Like one of those little
0: chains. Yeah. Way smaller than this. The hole that he made was like that. And it was three of them big boys. Yeah. <laughs> So, for
1: reference, the hole that he made was like a size of a quarter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the hole that I made was the size of like. Uh, like a, a push pin needle. Yeah, a thumbtack hole. Like. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, so. <Go> <laughs> I have a story that landed with me in the hospital. What? Yes. So. It's more like a framing Mm -hmm. than like, okay, so I'm just going to explain. So I don't have any first cousins. Really? Yeah. I don't have first cousins. So my cousins are more like second, third, fourth, Mm -hmm. all that. So weird. My great grandmother lived in DC and all of her children, well, most of her children Mm -hmm. lived within the same block.
0: Yeah.
1: So when my mom would go to work, or my and my nano would be at work, I would go stay with one of her sisters and yeah. she would babysit me and my cousins, or whatever. So she had a paddle with our names and faces on it. What? Yes, real old school. So I don't I, I don't remember how old I was, but mm. I think maybe like two or three. Mm. And she's babysitting all mm-hmm. of us. Now my cousin, he's like maybe six or seven at this point. He flushes my great aunt's heart pills. Down the toilet.
0: How did he do that?
1: I don't know. But you know what he did? He, he blamed, blamed you? No, he oh. lied and said that I swallowed them. Whoa! So they rushed me to the hospital and I had to get my stomach pumped for no reason. For no reason. Because he lied and said. Did you that tell her? I don't know how old I was.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha
1: I really gotcha, don't know how old I was. He flushed them. I mean, he came forward and told the truth maybe like later on. Okay. That day or that week or whatever. Mm Because my great aunt was so scared. Because she was like, oh my God. I don't know if she swallowed my heart pills. Uh, Because they were all empty. You know the pill pack just sits on the the dining room table. Right. Yeah. So I don't know why he flushed her heart pills. And why he said that I ate them.
0: He must have seen that like on TV or something. But I got. I don't know why I'm trying to defend him. You know
2: this one? big gobs of yeah, greasy, grimy gopher gun. We need a monkey, meat, chopped <chocolate> up <laughs> little pig's feet.
1: French fried eyeballs <laughs> swimming in a pool of <laughs>
2: blood. Mm, that sure tastes good. <laughs> ah! Henry, come on down here. Behind his smile lies a secret. Here, my two of them so we could be brothers. Hey, Behind his eyes lies a plan. Who is he? Mr. Highway. Wow. What are you gonna do with it? And behind the image of a good son. Coming? So what are you guys up to out there? Sorry, Mom. Top secret. Where are we going? We're here. Lies the terrifying truth. Say goodbye. No! no! Oh. Oh! You know you did. You could have killed people. I feel sorry for you. You just don't know how to have fun. What? You're a doctor. You know things. Well, some things. What if there was this boy, and he did these terrible things because he liked doing them? Such a sweet little thing. It would be too bad if something were to happen to her. Wouldn't you say he was evil? I don't believe in evil. When innocence is just a mask... Do you really think I'd hurt her? You wouldn't. Poor Mark. So violent. When trust becomes a weapon... (laughs) ...then anyone can become the next victim.
1: Henry. No! (laughs) If I let
0: you go.
2: You think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, the good son.
1: So the funny thing is, sometimes I would say their character and sometimes I would say their real name.
0: That's fun. I feel like that's going to happen. Because
1: I couldn't remember.
0: We open a movie. It's a shot. It's a wide open shot, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but it gives you ultimate '90s vibe.
1: Yeah, and that's the first thing I wrote in my notes. Honestly. It gives 90s. you
0: ultimate '90s, and when you really focus in, you see a character which we come to see as our um, main character, Mark Evans, played by Elijah Wood. As a kid and it's crazy I was he is doing such a cute kid. I know, but I was doing a little research on a little research I could find on this movie, and somebody said how does he look older than he does in the Lord of the Rings?
1: Yo, <laughs> so. I actually mentioned that, that some of his faces that he was making was giving me Frodo vibes. Like, like oh. <laughs> he really so. did look
0: after we get um our little nostalgic tease, we cut to a soccer game and it seems like the team was doing well. I was getting into it or whatever. But then I believe that this is... Um, I was about to do it. I was about to say Elijahs, <laughs> and, and I, I actually just, wrote it. I said Elijah. I have
1: Elijah and McCully <laughs> all through my notes. Like- okay, so
0: just understand that if we ever say Henry, Mike, Elijah, McCully, sorry. Didn't mean to. <laughs> anyway. So Mark is like staring off during the game, like the ball's in play. And we see that like he's staring at his dad. And, you know, we don't know what's going on quite yet because the movie just started like two minutes ago. So who knows what's going on? We then cut to a scene of them like going into the hospital where we find out that his mom is dying. I believe she has cancer, I think. Because they seem to bring it up a lot, but I'm not sure. It wasn't.
1: I don't know. I I couldn't hear that part. I turned up my TV so loud. Yeah. The only thing I caught
0: from that part is um, he was comforting her, as you would when you go visit somebody in the hospital. And she basically was telling him that he needs to let her go because she'll always be with him anytime he needs her. Basically, was what he was saying before she'd go ahead before she goes ahead <laughs> before she passes on so the next scene is obviously is the funeral yes. but at first i was, I was lost I okay a question though
1: so she okay so here's the thing
0: he was like don't die i won't let you die did she die right there okay so i feel like I don't think she died right there because I was expecting the same thing because she was still breathing.
1: But then it looked like she stopped and then the camera panned out. But she wasn't hooked up into any machines or anything. Right. So
0: So I don't think, I really think, I'm not sure. I don't know if she passed in that exact moment, but I just think it's one of those situations where you go visit somebody before they pass and maybe she might have passed on some hours later. The next scene would be the funeral. And it threw me off a little bit because I thought it was like the actual funeral. But it might have been. So. Because I guess she got cremated and they scattered her ashes in the desert. So, you know, there's, um,
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, not everybody has funerals the way we have funerals. Right. Some people just, like, show up at the gravesite. Because that's what a lot of people have been doing during this pandemic. Right. Like, you just go outside to the gravesite and that's it. Mm-hmm. But, like, normally we be impacting up the church. Then we go to the yeah. gravesite. Then we go
0: back to eat. Right. Not everybody
1: does that. Some right. people just go to the funeral home. Yeah, and
0: I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily expecting, like. A church, Because, you know, sometimes in horror movies, it will just cut straight to the burial, you know. Yeah. But I think it was just because, because I believe this movie, Um, they're in Arizona, by the way. So that's why we open oh, in like Arizona. a canyon. And you get that desert dry heat vibe. So yeah. that's why I just, I was like, is this something that they do in Arizona? Or maybe that was her dying wish that she wanted her ashes spread.
1: In the canyon.
0: In the canyon, Right so we cut to another scene it seems like they're back maybe at their house we're not really sure this is not like we spend too much time there but jack who is the father so um jack evans and his brother wallace evans are having a conversation and what i got from the conversation is basically um Jack, the father, doesn't want to go on this business opportunity that he has because of everything that just happens, which obviously makes sense. Your wife just died, Why would I the leave my mother of <laughs> your son just died. That's very dramatic. But the thing about it is, if he goes on this business trip, it can potentially change their lives for Monday. the better. Exactly. So his brother Wallace, it's just like, well, how about? Your son comes and stays with us for the next two weeks. We'll take care of him. Remember, I have two kids. He doesn't say that, but, you know, he has two kids that are Mark's age, and everything will be fine, and then, you know, you'll come back, and everything can just go on from there. So that's basically what happens next. And I guess I wasn't paying attention when I first watched it because I must have looked down. I must have been writing in my notes because it changed to winter really quick, and I didn't pick up that we went to Maine. I was like, what the hell is this?
1: Yeah, so they did a cross-country road trip.
0: Yeah, and that's what I caught in the next scene because I yeah. think he said something about, like,
1: how long did he say it took them to get there? Because that's what
0: threw me off.
1: I missed it, but they started off on a cross-country road trip and ended up in Maine. But before that, he got out. They, he pulled over. <laughs> you see that? Remember right? That part? he pulled over in the side of the road and then Elijah just took off running in the middle of the desert? Okay, so this is after... Oh, yeah. Oh! So this is after the scene yes, 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 with yes, yes, yes. I
0: have a note right here. I got you. So this was, like you said, it was right after the scene, and I made a note that he was playing on his gray little Game Boy, mm-hmm. and he was playing Bomberman. He was like, so once you're done bombing people over um, America or something like that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's cool out on that. But then he um, has a conversation with him off on the side of the road, and... I think this is where I was making a note that Mark, I don't know if I want to say reincarnation. I don't know if that's the word I want to use. But basically, he's telling his dad that his mom's going to come back because she said yeah. she would never leave him. And his right. dad is trying. He, His dad thinks he's helping him by trying to like help him cope with the fact that his mom isn't physically coming back. But I think that Mark understands that his mom didn't mean physically. Right. I don't know. It just seems... Elijah would... You know the way he looks. He just seems like he just understands. Like
1: most kids. I <laughs> like Noah
0: from The Ring. Yeah. He just, like, understands.
1: Well, most kids come with that understanding. Yeah.
0: Like, I like I, I, I don't know. I just think it could be because we watching this in 2020 as well that we give kids a little more credit.
1: Well, here's the thing. I wrote this later down in my notes, mm-hmm. but most kids, they have, like, a heightened sense of of the world because they actually just came from heaven. So you're more likely to see spirits True. and hear you things know. because they don't have that tainted view of the world exactly. yet. Exactly. They don't grow up and listen to their parents being like, "Oh, that's not real." Right. They think they like imaginary friends. Sometimes I'm like, "Is it really yeah, imaginary?" No, that's
0: real. No, I think oh, that's real. Yeah, I, I can't wait till too. we start talking about those kind of movies. I'm telling you, they're <laughs> going to think that I'm crazy. They're
1: going to be like, "Johnny's retarded." Like, she <laughs> Is she cuckoo? Why does she believe in all this stuff? Y'all gonna hear everything.
0: We jump cut to a snowy scene. Now we're in Maine, so we made this road, this cross-country trip, as John A. said. And we get this little ominous scene where they're coming around this curve. It's snowy, as I said. And we see the back headshot of what we would come to know as Henry. And he pops up and you kind of like get this music cue that something's not right. But the first thing I noticed is that his ears were so red. I'm like, you need to go in the house. Obviously, it's red coat. But I mean, that's not the point. They're used to it. This is a movie. So they show up at um, their aunt. and aunt. Well, their aunt. They show up at Aunt Susan and Uncle Wallace's house. And the family, they're greeting each other. And as they're doing that, you know, this is kind of where we're meeting the rest of our characters for the movie. So, as I said, we meet Aunt Susan, Uncle Wallace... We meet Cousin Connie, which is the youngest sister. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a doll that just flops from like the top banister, like the top of the stairs or something. It's like some Michael Myers stuff. It it actually looks like... So I said, when his homemade mask was giving me
1: Mikael, Mikael Myers. Come on, Mikael.
0: Mikael. Leroy.
1: It made me laugh out <laughs> loud. When he popped his head down. I laughed. I was
0: like, what is... So Henry comes down the stairs, which is played by McCully Culkin. Henry comes downstairs and we see that he has a mask on. And I believe it's papier-mâché. So he meets Mark. And I think, if I'm correct, I think this is the first time they've ever met.
1: Like, I don't think they've met.
0: And it makes sense because they stay across country. At first, when I first watched the movie, I was like, why would they not know about each other? I
1: don't think they met because Susan, she said, oh, wow, I can't believe it's been 10 10 years. years.
0: Mm -hmm. So I don't think they met. And I'm like, obviously, they were like eight. 12. 12. Okay, so that makes a lot. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you, because I had some notes for later on in the movie, but thanks for telling me that. So they're meeting each other, and Henry actually made a mask for Mark. And he was like, oh, so now we can be brothers. Hold that thought, because I have something to say at the end that could have been very good. But he makes a mask for Mark, and he gives it to him and says that we can now be brothers. And as you said, I was just like, I feel like this is going to like. Come back in a weird way. But I don't... It really doesn't. Not really. The first note I I wrote... I mean,
1: shoot. Your cousins end up being more like your siblings sometimes. Yeah.
0: So when Henry was walking down the stairs with that mask in my notes, I was like, Henry bad as hell. Mikael. And then, no. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him... Wait. That (laughs) wasn't the part. That wasn't the part. Actually, it cuts to the next scene and we're at dinner. And it just shoots to the floor And Henry kicks Mark, and I was like, Henry bad as hell. And then it looks up, and they, like, look at each other. And then Mark kicks Henry back. And I was like, boys are bad as hell. I'm not about to be dealing with that. They too rough. Like, what? And did you see how they, like, they was, like, have you ever seen giraffes, like, hit each other with their necks? Don't laugh. I was trying to give you a visual if you ain't never seen it. You've never seen giraffes I have, but that was funny. (laughs) Cause that's what they do, guys. I'm, I know y'all can't see me, but I had to. I'm Season when I speak. Video. When I when I speak, I'm very visual. Like I have to show you. So I kind of impersonated a draft fighting, and I guess Johnny couldn't handle it. So anyway, they're at dinner and they're eating, and they were eating like lobster. But it makes sense. We're on the East Coast. We do eat like that. Well,
1: then also Maine.
0: Yeah, I was main like Maine lobster. Main, so, so
1: it's so funny because. The way he cracked that lobster... And that's what I was about to say. ...reminded me of the first time I tried to crack open a blue crab. <laughs>
0: what happened? I did the exact same thing. I slammed but on he it. He was very aggressive, and I said that. I was like, he's be aggressive with the lobster. It's almost like he's done this often, but maybe with something else, like i was i was a little concerned by that but anyway we find out that his dad will be leaving for two weeks over um winter break as we said so we see that everything's out of school they just basically give you all the explanation or exposition that tells you why we here and what's going on anyway it's early in the morning and henry is already outside playing i don't know what time it is but mark goes ahead and he wakes up he heads downstairs and I believe that he's gonna go ahead and join Henry, but his aunt Susan stops him and says, like, "Come on, come well, before breakfast. that. Did you
1: pete what was going on in Richard's room? Oh yeah, <laughs> go ahead." So he he jumps out the bed and he goes in the hallway and Richard's door before he realized, before he finds out that that bedroom was actually the, his dead little cousin Richard's room. Yeah the mobile. Well, the baby mobile or whatever that's hanging from the ceiling is just moving. Yeah, and there's nobody in there. Like he goes down to the room and looks, and there's nobody in there.
0: Now, see, I didn't know that yet. Now, obviously, you guys know when we get to this part of the podcast, we're talking as if you've seen the movie. So, if I have to say, hope you see it, go back and sorry, watch it, then you know. Anyway, when I first watched the movie, I didn't realize that that was his room. Because we hadn't seen Connie's room yet. So I'm thinking like, you know, you know, like when you go to your cousin's house and you might not have been over there, might be your first time. First thing you see, first time you see something that looks familiar, you just go for it. So I'm thinking like maybe he's thinking like there and there. Even though he well, saw Henry, but I was thinking maybe. So
1: the part that it wasn't necessarily like I didn't I didn't really pay attention to whose room it was. Yeah. I just paid attention to the fact that the thing was that moving mobile was moving. And
0: Nobody <laughs> yeah. was in there. I seen it, but I guess it didn't because I like I said I might have been in my notes or something. So he goes downstairs and Aunt Susan wants him to have breakfast before Henry calls him and basically like rushes him outside to play. But it didn't make sense because I was like. How are you gonna make him go eat breakfast? But then soon as Henry like get antsy, you just let him go. Which one is it, ma'am? We come to a tree house that looks very unsafe, very undone. And I and at first I was like, well, maybe like
1: I wanted a tree house.
0: I did too, and I never got one, and I still feel away. So I feel like when I have kids, I'm gonna give them a tree house, but I'm gonna secretly be up in there.
1: Make Water sure i strong school.
0: enough. What? I mean, it's wood. It gotta be. If it's like five kids in a treehouse, that's like I'm just saying two and a half of us. Sometimes
1: it's like how are these, these treehouses made? Like, oh my gosh. They're like made I get it. The tree. But at the same time, I'm like it's kind of creepy, but it's cool. I mean, you know, somebody know what they're I'm doing. scared. Like especially if you are making a homemade, what if my husband ain't do it right and then we all just
0: fall out the tree? Oh, no. See, you be no. Mm-mm. <laughs> and people talk about me being the messed up one. It's you. It's all you. Yeah, that's so crazy. I, I think about up. I
1: think about these things. Like, I mean, yeah,
0: but no, like that's why. Like, <laughs> see,
1: we're not gonna do Mister Fix It. We're gonna hire someone to do it because if you try to do it exactly. yourself, exactly. <laughs> so now
0: you ain't got to think about that. So somehow, um, as you know, have you ever been at a playground as a kid and you've been climbing one of the plenty obstacle courses or whatever you want to. What do you call those things? The, at the jungle playground? Gym? Yeah, the jungle gym. Have you ever been at a playground and you're climbing, like, the jungle gym and it might be a part that's a little tricky and, like, you can't quite reach it or maybe you can't, like, pull yourself up? This is, like, the situation in the treehouse. So from the part where you're, like, climbing it to the part that you're actually, like, in the treehouse, you have to pull yourself up. Mm -hmm. So Mark apparently, apparently Henry, this is his house, so they've done this a thousand times. They can do this. Mark is having problems, but we have like a Lion King situation where Mark is like dangling off of the side. And I wrote that in my notes. I was like, what the heck?
1: And then had the nerve to say, if I let you go, will you fly? You fly. I was like, like, sir, now is not the time to be playing games. I'm scared. All. Pull me up talking about something you think you
0: could fly. It then just cuts. It was like, I noticed the movie had just like, in the beginning, there were just a lot of like, and now we're here, and now we're here, and now we're here. But I don't know if that was just, like, a 90s thing or not. It was just, like, no. I guess the point was just to show that gradually over time you see that something is wrong with Henry. Because we come to an abandoned building and well, they're yeah, just rummaging they, around. Because
1: after he pulled him, finally pulled him up, they start play fighting or whatever. Yeah. And then they just go on to their next destination. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, you know, boys do that. But as we know, we're watching a movie. We know this is, like, I don't know. That was kind of... You know, you already see that Henry has creepy boy vibes anyway so the funny thing about it to me i
1: didn't get creepy boy vibes yet
0: yet really i didn't when he said well when he now, said if i drop you will you fly that's that part i was, part like, oh, I was okay. like okay
1: but at the same time i was just like if he just wasn't giving it to me yet well
0: okay well, i'll get into that later We're in the abandoned building, and we see Henry throwing rocks at a window, and one eventually shatters. And this is what made me think of the story I told you guys earlier, because then Mark joins in and starts shattering the windows with him. But Mark is under the assumption that, like, you know, my cousin's doing it, so it's okay for me to do it, you know. And, I mean, now we're old enough and we know that's not okay. That's being a follower. But I didn't know that then. I'm still salty. Anyway, <laughs> there's a guy that comes out and pretty much scared them, scares them. And they take off and they're running down the railroad. And I'm just like, this is how you know this is a different time. Because why are you just letting your kids run freely like this? Like, how far were they away from the house? Even throughout the rest of the movie, when we see, like, they're just like, we'll get into it. Because I don't want to jump ahead. But it's a few times I'm going to bring up that it's just like, are they Sims? They just have free will here i mean
1: i was thinking about that too like at 12 you just randomly show up
0: but see and that's this, why i forgot that they were 12 i thought they 12. were younger Mm-mm. so at 12 i can see you being yeah, able to roam you're like around. Middle school by around but it's still just like i'm okay okay i keep forgetting that they're 12 and it, and it is the 90s that's what i said
1: yeah you're middle school at 12 12 13 I still
0: wasn't going on no Rugrat Adventures at 12. I ain't started going on Rugrat Adventures until college. So, anyway. <sighs>
1: it's Oh, though, that's what I wrote in my, my notes. A lot okay. of my friends did have Rugrat Adventures. I just didn't because I was very sheltered.
0: But, yeah, and I think that's why. And that's why I said I didn't have them till. <laughs> college. But, like, my friends,
1: like, I would hear their stories and they were like, okay, Johnny, let's go ride our bikes here. And I'm like, I can't. I got to stay in the neighborhood. So. <laughs> stay in the neighborhood. Yeah, I got to stay in the neighborhood. Like, they were ride. Because I, they would ride their bikes to this one park that's right. about, like, five miles away.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't go. <laughs> After Mark and Henry take off down the railroad tracks, they come off in the forest. And I think they're, like, off in, like, a cemetery setting, I want to say. And Henry has, like, this super fancy cigarette case. Like, with a gold lighter. I'm but first right. of all,
1: why are you smoking cigarettes at 12 years old? That's the part that tripped me out. Like, you're 12 and you got cigarettes. Like, who are you?
0: Right. I'm just like, excuse me, So First of all, not no cigarette. <laughs> but anyway, he offers ones to Mark. And Mark is just like, those things will give you cancer. To where Henry is like, I mean, you you're going to die anyway. And I'm just like, okay, but I don't want to die from that. I mean, there are ways, my friend. Jeez. Oh, so, you still wasn't getting creepy boy vibes. So, at that point, you said, you're going to die anyway. I'm like, I felt that.
1: Like, I mean, I get it. You are going to die anyway. But no. he still wasn't giving me creepy boy
0: vibes. Mm-mm. You know what he was giving me?
1: What?
0: Home Alone. And is it just because he's so synonymous with Home Alone that he gave you that? No, the acting seemed the same to me. Did it? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it.
1: And that's what I, I put that at the end. Like, to me, the acting seemed the same. Like, he, mm-hmm. I, because he was Home Alone and he was grown and acting the way he was doing and like ordering a pizza doing all these pranks doing all this stuff like the acting kind of it just
0: seemed like a dark home alone basically okay got you okay idea idea get that vibe but we'll talk about it as um well as the boys are taking their little smoke break from their escapades henry asks if mark had seen his mom when he died and as he's asking him like as he's going through this conversation with him you can kind of tell like either he's seen something before because he either he's seen something or he's just very but then that's, yeah that's, that's
1: when he finally brought up his brother and that's what i was
0: i was about to blend those two together so i'm glad you said that so he goes on to talk about well yeah he go he i think mark asked him well how do you know that like why would you say that and he was like well because i know because when my little brother jail, he, he was blue. pale and his lips was blue but you, you can see as the conversation goes on that Mark is getting, like, super uncomfortable. And at first, I'm like, okay, well, obviously, because nobody wants to talk about their dead mom. But when he drops a bombshell about his brother, you're just like, okay. And then the thing about it, too, is,
1: like, the conversations mm-hmm. were kind of grown for 12. Yeah! That's why I was like. That like gave me a dark Home Alone because he seemed like how he acted in Home Alone.
0: Mark asks Henry to stop the conversation about the dead bodies. Afterwards, Henry threatens him... And says that he'll throw him... Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 <clears throat> He was basically like, leave my mom out of it. <laughs> let, me, let me go back.
0: Okay, I see how I wrote this. It should have been an enter.
1: He said, leave my mom out of this.
0: After a while, you can see that Mark is getting, like, super uncomfortable with the conversation. And he asks Henry to stop. But Henry threatens to throw him down the well. Like, so they're sitting next to this well where they're taking their little smoke break, I forgot to say. And immediately, Mark just apologizes because he can tell, like, something's not right. I don't think he's trying to, like, get on his bad side at all. Later on that night, the boys are Henry talking apologized. about. Henry apologized to him?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's why this note, that makes a lot of sense. So I have a note that says, is he starting to be a charmer with some question marks? So I was trying to figure out who do I write that about. So thank you. Yeah, Henry was apologized, Henry. not Mark. Later on that night, the boys are talking about their adventure. They're like in bed, and Dad, Uncle Wallace, comes by and he's like trying to get them to go to bed. And it was kind of funny here because he was like, Okay, boys, not another peep. And you just hear the voice going,
1: Peep, 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 peep,
0: peep. I'm like, Oh, it's so cute. But then I had to remember that one of these boys is bad as hell. We come outside the next um, morning, and the boys are just like going on their little boy adventures as they do. And all of a sudden, they get chased down by this huge, brolic pit bull.
1: Yo. That came
0: out of nowhere. <laughs> that dog was scary.
1: Like, that was the one part that scared me. Because really? it was too based in reality. I don't like, I like dogs, but of I don't course. like dogs that look rabid. And that dog looked like a rabbit dog. My thing is, I think the dog knew Henry was evil. You know dogs be knowing. And here's my thing, too. I wouldn't have kept running straight. I would have jumped my ass in the water really the dog wanted to follow me might have might have but i'll take my chance you know some dogs is bold i would have jumped right off that bridge because at that point that dog like he could run faster than i could and he looked rabid
0: so as the boys the boys um get away from the dog by like creating well they use a gate to block themselves from the dog and they come off to a cliff around the side where we see Aunt Susan out on a cliff. And she just, you know, it just seems like she's meditating, just out staring at the water, thinking. And Henry says this is where she comes to clear her mind and think about little Richard. Anyway, we move on. And they come to a shed in the woods. And I'm still just amazed because I'm like, you guys are just letting Henry roam. And like, it's so many <laughs> low-key places that this little boy has. Even 412, twelve. Like, I know in the 80s, like, these groups of kids had, like, these clubs and these hangouts, but I'm pretty sure their parents knew, like, they were there. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, never mind, because later we've, never mind. I'm going to keep that note to myself. Cause as I said, this was my first um, time, yeah, used, so I just had a lot in of the 80s questions.
1: and 90s and 70s before you got cell phones. People just used to go ahead and do whatever they wanted to do, you had which free is crazy rain, to me as long as you came back by the street lights came on. So, okay, so when I was 12, I was riding my bike around the neighborhood. At first, I could only stay in the cul de sac, then I can go to the end of the street, mm-hmm. but then after a while, I started to be able to like roam the neighborhood.
0: I think by by the time I was able to roam the neighborhood, I was deep in dance practice. So, I was in dance practice at the time I would have been out riding a bike.
1: Yeah, so middle school. So, maybe I just
0: missed that whole thing. Yeah,
1: middle school, I started roaming the streets. But then, of course, again, you don't have cell phones or anything like that. Because I I didn't get a cell phone, I think, until my 8th grade year.
0: I had one in 6th grade, boo.
1: Yeah, I didn't have one. But like I said, I
0: was staying after school, so they needed to.
1: Yeah, they didn't give me one until 8th grade. So, no. you could literally just do whatever you wanted, and then you just as which long as you as though. long as you just came home by the time the streetlights came on,
0: you that was the rule. That's so backwards. when the streetlights come on, you better be in this house. The boys go into Henry's shed in the woods, and this is where Henry shows Mark that he has like this gun contraption that he made, which definitely is going to give you home alone vibes. Henry asks. Well, no, Mark asks Henry not to shoot at this cat that they're playing target practice with, but give him a scare, which we can see that Henry, like, secretly wants to shoot the cat. But fortunately, they don't kill the cat. But you can see how strong that this gun is, by the way, it pins to the tree. With key. rusty nails? Rusty nails. And, and screws. And then the cat
1: didn't even move. I was like... At all. I was
0: like, <laughs> what type of cat is this? I mean, like, I know cats are, like, <laughs> buttholes. I don't have a cat. I've had a cat before when I was very young, but... I'm like, no, that cat would at least, like, chassé it away or something. Anyway, <clears throat> our next thing we come to, we see that Mark is in therapy. But as any kid would be in this situation, he really doesn't have a lot to say to the therapist, who is Miss Davenport. And Mark thinks, he lets her know that he thinks that he let someone die. So she's trying to, like, uncover what does he mean by that.
1: Yeah. I don't really like the therapist, but we'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> she wasn't too helpful. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Later on that night, Mark wakes up and he thinks that he sees his mom's walking down the stairs, but to his surprise, it's really just Aunt Susan. They have a little heart-to-heart with her. They have a heart-to-heart, and he lets her know that he thinks that he sees his mom's spirit in her. I don't know if he necessarily says in her, but he thinks like... He's feeling his mom's spirit around him, basically. Then the camera pans over to let us know that Henry is getting a little jelly jelly because Mark is snuggling with his mommy. And this actually does kind of come back in the movie, but I think they should have did a little bit more with that. And I'll talk about it later. So next scene we come to, we have um, Mark and Connie, little cousins. Was
1: that the scene where he came down the steps and was like, Mom?
0: Not yet, because oh, okay. that happens a few times. We have a few stare scenes in this okay, movie, cause... but I don't think that happens yet. I think he just watches. Oh, okay. I think
1: well, he wait, just watches. Wait, was this watches. when they were in the living room? I think
0: that was the part. The part where he comes down, I think that was they were in the photo the... frames, and they were talking about Richard. Okay, yeah, that was the living room. Yeah. Okay. The next day we have Mark and Connie together and they're putting together puzzles until Henry, once again, gets jealous and separates them. So they head out to the woods and they don't let Connie come with them, you know, big brother stuff, little sister can't come. And once again, they're playing with that little gun that they were playing Target with in the woods yesterday. And Mark is like, you know, shoot this sign or shoot this um tree. And Henry's like, no, I don't want to do that. And we see the dog. That you know chased after them the other day, and Henry
1: shoots the dog. He had to kill the dog though. He, he ain't had to. I, that that kind of hurt my heart with the way yeah. that dog.
0: Yeah. I'm like you. Hurt literally could have like. I don't even. I don't even agree with shooting at animals unless it's trying to hurt you. Like the dog didn't even know they were there. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> that sucked all the energy out the room. We see the boys carrying the dog's body and they throw it down the same well that Henry threatened to throw Mark down. This is also where it gets a little creepy because Henry is singing like the funeral procession song. Taps. Yeah, oh my. Okay. <laughs> and Mark is like, stop. And he just... And you still didn't get creepy boy vibes. Are you kidding me, John a?
1: He gave me deranged.
0: No. Oh, but not anyway. creepy next scene is where he we gave me basically future serial
1: killer like deranged but he didn't give me creepy no there's a difference
0: absolutely not anyway we're back in the house and mark is just you know wandering through the house as you do where he comes across a few pictures and he sees one of his mom in him when he was younger so he's looking at it, but of course, when you pick up one photo frame, all the rest of them got to freaking fall down. I wrote that in my notes, because apparently this happens to me way too much. Aunt Susan comes in and joins him, and as they're like picking up the photo frames, they pick up one of baby Richard, and he asks, like, you know, is this Richard? And they have another little heart-to-heart, and what happens, guys? Henry comes in and the whisk marks away once again to the clubhouse. And he apologized for the dog and he just says it was an accident and that he has a friend for Mark to meet. And I'm just like, you're just being a little charmer again. Like, why would you even go with him? I mean, at this point, you ain't got nothing else to do. Play with Connie! <laughs> Connie is there. Play, like, <laughs> you have so much you can do.
1: Oh, she was cute, too, as a
0: kid. Exactly anyway i love the fact that they actually use macaulay's real sister Mm -hmm. and richard the baby because i when i looked at the picture i was like they do look alike but yeah it made sense once i um looked at the cast and stuff so we go on back to the wooden shed where we meet mr highway which is basically a paper mache dog i mean paper mache (laughs) dog mr
1: Highway,
0: (laughs) this paper mache doll which, I guess, for John Nay, that's a when it looks like Michael kind of... It actually looks like... It didn't look like Michael. I gotta show you. Anyway, <laughs> they take the dog to the top of a highway viaduct, and they're Which just having... kind of
1: made sense, the why they called him Mr. Highway after this scene.
0: Yeah, How I mean, like... I
1: was like, why did they name him Mr. Highway?
0: Okay. Really? I kind of seen that coming. <laughs> like, when I seen that it was, like, a stuffed person, I seen that coming i've never seen that scene even though like i had seen mentions of the good son but i kind of seen that one coming um they take mr highway to the top of a highway viaduct and they begin um not they henry began explaining how mr highway is like suicidal and i'm just like hold it stop i'm telling you he didn't give me creepy
1: he gave me deranged future serial killer because uh, i listen to a lot of tr- i watch a lot of true crime mukbangs and when Ew.
0: i just like, Ew. okay
1: <laughs> i just like listening to the story i i really never watched i don't be really watching them eat it's just i just like you can block to the story. that out it doesn't bother me because it's not like an asmr it's not like be love. the way this girl eat is not like beloved but when she goes into the background of like cause when she talks about true crime stories she doesn't just talk about the crime itself she goes into the childhood she goes into like all the nitty gritty details and so he what Henry was giving me was future serial killer cause he was doing all the markings and makings of a future serial killer killing animals being obsessed with death all that stuff so and that's what a lot of serial killers had do yeah, Mr. he was Highway. giving me serial, preacher serial killer vibes. I'm telling you, it's those true comic things. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I've listened to so many origin stories of killers that he just fit the profile.
0: I see it's from your side, but it's still creep boy. Anyway, as they sit on top of the viaduct, Henry begins to explain that Mr. Highway is very suicidal. And this is just very unnerving to hear a kid just talk about. And the way he... Goes about, Macaulay Culkin's acting is very good, but I will say as I see more of his movies as a child, it can be a little bit one-sided. So I do see what you mean there. But anyway, he goes to um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Uncomfortable things make me laugh, so I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just uncomfortable. Henry pushes Mr. Highway off of the top of the viaduct, and he just lands down there, but there's like an RV. Coming towards it, which tries to swerve and misses it, and it causes like a ten-car pileup. So, Henry just smiles as this whole thing is happening. Like, Mark is already taking off because he's like, I didn't know that you were going to do this. Like, I don't know what Mark thought was about to happen.
1: (laughs) But based off of his face, he going to need some more therapy.
0: Right. So, he just takes off running. And the boys run and they go hide under another bridge. And this is where we see the police pass under them. And Mark and Henry, they get into a little bit of a disagreement. To where Henry basically tells him, well, you can't tell on me because you were there, too. If anybody saw us, they saw you with me, too. So you would basically go down if you tell on me. So he's being very manipulative here. And this is also where uh, Mark is like, well, why did you do this? Like, why are you doing this? And Henry's like, well, once you realize you can do anything, you're free. You can fly. Nobody can touch you. You can really do anything. Telling. you future serial killers. i would have immediately told an adult like i don't know Well, you see
1: what happened when he decided to tell an adult
0: exactly i see but i would have had to tell somebody else somebody that don't know us like absolutely not meanwhile back at home the girls are prepping dinner and this is where we actually get the news report that we see that there was a 10 car accident luckily no one died but there were four people that had to go to the hospital and this is where mark overhears the news and this is where he goes like you see it
1: well, he was going to the kitchen to tell, and then well, like once he saw the commercial, he was actually going into the kitchen to say something. But then Henry popped up and was like, yeah, nah, if you tell, they're not gonna believe you. And then he actually like, yelled out and was like, hey, Mark has to tell you something.
0: And this is where Henry continues to go further and he was like well I don't know he's been acting strange lately so you see Henry is already kind of like playing his parents to think like something is wrong with Mark and you wouldn't as a parent I can see how it can work because when you do have a kid that's coming to stay with you especially in that situation. You know they probably are uncomfortable and things like that so they might do some things to act out but i'm just like he also just
1: dealt with a loss so mm -hmm. he's probably still grieving too from the parents perspective but yeah future serial killer deranged
0: manipulative, Mm -hmm. manipulative so henry comes upstairs to the boys room and he's basically getting into mark a little bit more before connie comes in and lets them know that they're gonna be going ice skating tomorrow but i guess that henry didn't like that because henry tells connie that She's basically not supposed to be in his room. You know how boys are territorial over their rooms. But he takes it further. But you're not
1: doing anything.
0: And tries to pull her ears off. Like, But see, at first I was like, okay, brothers and sisters do this. But then I remember we were talking about Henry. And I'm like, absolutely. like somebody has to stop this witch. Mark comes and tackles him, and they get into a little scuffle. Connie runs off and brings um, mom back to let them know that they're arguing and they're fighting. But mom, Henry man, plays honey. it off exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, girl, you know, come on now. Which I'm glad she did it in this case, but still. Um, Aunt Susan comes up, and anytime I'm sorry, but every time she pops up on the scene, it's just like she's in a commercial. Like I every mean, she just pops up like this. I know you guys can't see me, but I swear, in with. if you've like seen she's the in movie,
1: a Pantene commercial
0: yeah, like Pantene, she's in a Pantene commercial, she's in a catalog commercial, like just, maybe it's CoverGirl. Girl, no, yes,
1: maybe it's Maybelline, it's Maybelline,
0: like just all that, anyway. Henry flips the script once again to let the mom know like they were just playing a game. At this point, Mark is pretty scared of him because like, he knows that he has everybody wrapped around his finger. So there's, there has to be a different way that he has to get to somebody to make things make sense. Mark misses therapy the next day and Miss Davenport, which is a therapist, comes to seek him. And they talk about evil and how there's a reason for everything. But Miss Davenport... ...tells Mark that she doesn't necessarily believe in evil. What
1: kind of therapist doesn't believe in evil? Uh, He's not going to be my therapist.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Low-key, what happens now is Miss Davenport thinks that... ...Mark is talking about himself... ...but just saying that he's talking about another friend. Later on, Uncle Jack calls and Henry answers the phone... ...and says that Mark isn't around, although he's playing right outside... And I was trying to think, was yeah, this gonna? For
1: that.
0: But see, I was trying to think, like, was this gonna come back in some type of way or what? But it kind of does, so keep a tab on that. We come to Uncle Wallace and Aunt Susan coming down to find Henry, and they let him know that they're gonna go on a date night, and they're gonna leave the boys at home by themselves with Connie. And I'm like, at first, I was like, what do you mean you're about to leave them by themselves? But I forget, it's two twelve-year-olds. That makes sense. I was home by myself around the age of nine, but it was just me.
1: That's all I was going to say. What do you mean, home alone? Like, what? It
0: was just me. And I think, like I said, I kept forgetting that they were 12. <laughs> like, you know, for some reason, I wasn't seeing 12-year-olds. I was seeing 8-year-olds. And 8-year-old boys at that, like, 8-year-old girls. I believe two 8-year-old girls at home by themselves before I left two 8-year-old no, boys. No, they,
1: they were 12, yeah.
0: But now that I know they're 12...
1: Middle school During
0: the summer I was staying at home Yeah No I was Alone younger than that But still It's just two boys And then like the way You've just seen Seeing them play together Over the last few days Would you really Leave them alone No I mean of course No they didn't know That they was doing All of this stuff No They need to stop All of that Anyway (laughs) At dinner, Henry lies to his parents and claims that Mark wants to move into Richard's old room, despite Mark constantly telling him, like, he's lying. He's like, no, I didn't say this. He's making this up. But this triggers Susan a little bit because, obviously, she lost a child. She's not ready to let go because, as we saw, the room is in pristine condition as if somebody actually still sleeps in that room so aunt susan dismisses herself and she goes into richard's room and this is where henry joins her trying to be a charmer again let his mom know that you know i got your back mommy i'm here for you grabbing her hand doing that rhoda stuff here we go <laughs> Sociopath. so the adults head out on their date and this is where connie tells mark that they're gonna play hot play hide and seek but okay I think I've done this before. We shut the lights off when we were by ourselves. No. I think we have. Mm. I don't think we shut the lights off like in the entire house, like the power. But I'm talking about like the switches.
1: Mm. I couldn't. I was too scared.
0: No. It, but see, it was, when we were doing this. It was a group of us. It was probably like eight of us playing. Mm-mm. To be fair. So before shutting off the power, Henry tells Mark that he better find Connie before he does. So they have this scene where they're just, and I thought, because like I said, it's first time watching the movie. I thought that this was about to be like the third act. Like this was about to be going for broke, just like a whole bunch of stuff happened. But it turns out not to be. Um, What happens is Mark and Henry catch up with each other. And they give Henry like this creepy boy scene where he flicks a flashlight under his face. And he's like, what do you think this is, Mark? again (laughs) right he should have just evil laughed right there and that's why i was saying it was just so the the creepy kid vibes were so overdone in this movie for me
1: maybe that's why it just wasn't hitting for me yeah it was just so overdone
0: it was really overdone anyway i know that's why probably this episode is probably going to seem like we're just literally telling you what happens because it's like that's all we really can't do anyway They end up finding... um, Henry end up finding Connie, but he doesn't hurt her. It's just basically playing with her. But basically, you know he's trying to get at Mark and just... Make him go crazy. Connie ends up switching hiding spot, but it's found by Henry. In the end, when Mark finds them, they're just playing with each other. But yeah. Mark doesn't know this. So this is where Connie wants to play again, but Mark is trying to talk her out of it and just like, let me read you a story. Let's go to bed, which they do. And they're reading Madeline. Did you notice that? Yeah. that was like so I had cute. that book. So Henry tries to go in and Mark is trying to block him because he's just like, you're. she's not safe around you and I don't want you around her. Kind of like he's the big brother and Henry's the cousin, if you think about it that way. So Henry's like, I want to put my kid sister to sleep. You can't watch her all night, which Mark does. And he sleeps there and wakes up there in the morning. And she wasn't there. He and she, a bad Yeah, job. right. Exactly. <laughs> like how exactly we wake up the next morning and Mark gets up. Connie's gone. He's looking for, her, and this is where he finds Aunt Susan, Uncle Wallace, and once again, Aunt Susan is giving her best infomercial cry. <laughs> and she, um, she doesn't let Mark know, but she says that the kids are out at the ice rink, and this is where Mark takes off because he knows something wrong. We shoot to the ice rink, and this is where we see it's a lot of people there. when I seen it was a lot of people there, I was like, oh, okay, well, but I forget we're in a thriller horror movie so of course something has to go wrong we cut to this scene of Connie and Henry they're skating around the ice rink and as we get shots we're seeing shots of the whole scenery we're seeing like people at the ice rink we're seeing Connie we're seeing people at the ice rink we see Henry we see caution tape we see Henry we see caution tape we see Connie like it's just going very very fast but you kind of get the sense that Henry is gonna go so fast that he slings Connie. Connie past the caution tape into the thin ice and it kind of movie logic and i know we had to have movie logic but how does a little girl crack thin ice but two grown men can get on the same thin ice and pull her out and did not crack
1: maybe he was on a different portion because at that
0: point she was underneath the water she was but see okay now i know i jumped a little bit but we already know how this goes. Henry didn't try to help her at all. Not the all. crowd. I can't believe,
1: like, I can't believe it because, of course, serial killer vibes. But I can't believe was just gonna let her die.
0: Like he just. Oh my god. But see, what he did was. He stuck his not hand out there to make it look like. Right, not fortunately, but from the angle of where he was, as opposed to where the crowd was behind the barrier, it looked like he was trying to help. But, but all he, he said, like Johnay said, all he was doing was just. He just had his arm out
1: for her. To make it look like he was helping, but she, he, she, he was like inches away. His hand was inches away from hers, and she's poor girl. He was probably low key, like pulling it. She was like, Henry, help me, Henry, help me. I know, poor little girl.
0: Anyway. They get to the hospital. Luckily, Connie turns out okay, but she's going to have to stay in the hospital for a little bit. So we see Suzanne back at the cliff. And they keep showing the cliff, so obviously you know something is about to happen with this. At this this
1: point, I was like, if Elijah don't open his mouth, I'm going to be pissed. And then at that point, I was convinced that um, Macaulay done killed baby Richard. That's the point I realized, that he killed her.
0: Really? Killed Richard. I picked that up before the end. It took me that long. Mm-mm, I picked that up way before the end. So at the cliff, this is where, as John A. says, this is where Mark tells Susan that Henry is basically evil, and Susan can't take it. She slaps Mark, but then she immediately hugs him because I guess her emotions First just to the best of her. if
1: I'm telling you the truth, don't be slapping me because you don't want to believe the truth. Like, how are you going to slap me and then hug me? I'm trying to help you out.
0: I think she didn't. I think when she realized she slapped him, she... But, yeah, no, that's confusing. Don't be doing that. Anyway... After all this happens, we cut back to the hospital and Henry just pops up and he's over Connie. And you already know. He was reaching for that pillow. Yes, you already know he's going to plan to suffocate her, which gave me strong other badass kid vibes that we'll talk about later. (laughs) Which is crazy. I like how all these movies just kind of restore this rhetoric, rhetoric. But anyway, Susan, luckily, is in the corner of the room and stops Henry right before he suffocates her. He doesn't quite do it yet. But you, we as the audience, we know that's where the vibe was going.
1: And yeah, she was reaching for the pillow, and then she was gonna sit up there and pop him and say, "Henry, what are you doing here?" With the confused voice, like, "Girl, moms in
0: scary movies annoy me." So you think that twelve kids should be just popping up at hospitals? Cause I have a note about that too. Well, it depends. Okay,
1: so. There's two different logics for that. You have to think they're probably in a small town. And I thought that. So, he might have just popped up.
0: Anyway. Because life, 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 life in
1: small towns are different Okay. than life
0: in metropolitan areas. I'll go with it. After this scene, we see Marcus calling his dad, and he's trying to tell him, like, yo, like this ain't right nobody's listening to me and his dad tells him go to Mrs. Davenport and tell her everything that He told her, well, he told him. And of course, when he goes sees Mrs. Davenport, who else is there but Henry? Henry has already sunk his little claws into Mrs. Davenport and Mrs. Davenport is just going along with it. And after Mark realizes he can't trust her, he leaves. And Henry continues to dig his claws into Mrs. Davenport by saying he's worried about Henry and that he's acting different and he thinks something might be really wrong with him. And I don't know how this happens, but somehow they meet up at a tree at the treehouse. And this is where Henry, oh no, Mark is at the treehouse and Henry comes and meets him, joins him. That's how it happens. And he's like, you know, you missed a great therapy session. You could have really learned something today. And I didn't
1: trust that therapist from the moment she said she didn't believe in you.
0: <laughs> Mark is just like, why are you doing like... Mark is very confused at this point and he's just telling him, like, I'm not going to let you hurt my mom. Because at this point, we know that Mark thinks that Susan has the spirit of his mother inside of him or some type of maternal role, I can say. I guess that's how I took that. In this scene, this is where I knew that Henry was just going to go for Broke here, where he was, like, um, twisting the story onto Mark and saying that I'm going to blame you for all of this. And when... Mark triggered him saying that this was his mom. Henry was like, no, your mom's maggot food. That part actually made me laugh. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> because I was like, you, you should have him out the treehouse. You no, try, but how you gonna call my mom maggot food? But at the same time, it was kind of funny, just a little bit.
0: So Mark decides to leave. And as he's leaving, Henry stops him. And he just looks at him and he goes, don't fuck with me. <laughs> and I'm just like serial killer deranged like (laughs) don't fuck with me meanwhile susan (laughs) finds (laughs) meanwhile later on that night we have mark downstairs i'm not sure what really he was doing before that like literally before that he convinced him
1: that because he came downstairs for a snack Mm -hmm. and henry was waiting in the dark And then in that moment, he kind of, like, alluded to the fact that he poisoned the food. And then when he realized that, oh, my God, he might have poisoned the food, Mark started taking all the food out of the fridge and shoving it down the garbage disposal. And so the mom, Susan, comes in there. It's like, oh, my God, no, Mark, stop, stop. And she's like, no, he's trying to kill you. He's going to poison you. And so she, like, grabs him and tries to pull him away. And she's like, stop, no, stop. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
0: The next day, this girl melodramatic. Anyway, the next day, Susan stumbles upon Henry stumbles upon Henry's shed and looks around. She finds a rubber duck that used to belong to Richard, and that's when she starts putting everything together. Finally, oh, wait, so Henry.
1: Uh, before we go into that, um, so th- I actually put in my notes that. At this point it starts the mom started to piss me off a little bit because I don't like it when adults don't believe children. Half yeah. the time their imagination really isn't purely imagination, it's based in truth. Like if your child is saying I see something I'm standing in the corner, I'm gonna believe it. Because, like, like I said earlier, y'all just left heaven so you can see the stuff we can't see because you're not tainted by the world yet. Mm-hmm. And when kids act out, like, quote-unquote, act out, it's for a reason. They don't be doing it just for the hell of it. It's normally because something happened to cause their outburst. Right. And the adults just weren't seeing it. And I think that's what makes me mad about, like, most thriller and horror movies because adults just don't listen to kids. Oh, it's just your imagination. Or Oh, it's nothing. Like, right. This is why kids need therapy when they grow up Because half the time your parents don't believe what you're saying
0: Right This is when um, Henry walks in And he has like a wooden block And I'm like oh, What the freak is he doing with this block But it doesn't go (laughs) anywhere So this is where Susan kind of confronts him And asks him like This is Rich's duck And you know I was looking for this And you've had it this whole time To where Henry says it used to be mine Before it was his So I'm like Oh I see what this is He wants to be like The only one like, Connie probably... Well, he did try to get rid of Connie, but... But
1: I think it was more off of, like, he probably felt like he was being replaced by Richard. Yeah, because like he's Con- a boy. Yeah, like, with Connie, it's She's like, a girl. you're a girl. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But with the boy, it's like, when another boy
0: comes along... Because even with Mark coming in, it feels like another boy is coming yeah. on, and they're giving him all his attention. So, they're fighting over this duck, and Henry finally takes a hold of it, and he rushes off to the wells and chucks the duck down the well, which... Okay, so this scene finally gave
1: me a little something. Okay. It reminded me of Rhoda and that dang on penmanship award. Jesus. But it's mine. Right. So now that scene, he finally gave me. More what emotion. I, yeah, mm-hmm. what I needed the whole movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So but then
1: also, what was the point? Because you just took it, then ran it, and then threw it down the wheel. Like, what was the point?
0: Yeah, and that's why I was like, it was just, it kind of like, I thought that was going to be. At least
1: with Rhoda, she went to go find the reward after mm-hmm. her mother It came away. It came
0: back. It came back. Verses. This went nowhere. Yeah. I anyway, <laughs> find Henry like in the mirror and he's Practicing just.
1: crying like a creep. Yeah. Remember? sociopath Remember soap when girls
0: used to take pictures of them crying and post it on MySpace? <sighs> Ugh. <laughs> Showing our age again My huh? space Anyway I miss my space <laughs> Cause too. some
1: people need to Get their egos Popped a little bit mm-hmm. Top 8 Top
0: 16 Top 32 Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> So the boys End up having a conversation To where Mark just figures He's not about to be No punk no more And he pulls a pair of scissors On Henry He holds it up to his neck And here's Henry is like Go ahead Push it in You're gonna have to push hard And the blood will scrape Right across the room
1: And that actually made me mad Because it's like Now you don't push Elijah to act like he
0: crazy yeah and i'm just like poor thing see this is how kids get warped anyway uncle wallace comes in on them and he stops the boys and this is where uncle wallace locks mark up in his office and mark is like losing it because he's trying to make everybody understand like Henry is crazy, and he's going to hurt us. Like, we have to do something about yeah, this.
1: Yeah, I just... I did not like the fact that Henry was trying to paint Marcus the crazy one. Like,
0: yeah, but the thing is, I don't like the fact Frodo. that it
1: was working. Mm-mm. So, sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> so, Aunt Susan comes back from her happy place, and Marcus trying to get her attention from the office, but obviously, she can't hear him. But, of course, Henry comes in just in time, and Susan luckily it's like no we're not gonna do this like we're about to have a conversation we're gonna talk to where Henry is like okay well let's go on a walk like we used to like old times and Mark is like no I can't let you guys do this but obviously like I said they can't hear him and I'm sorry boo he Chris Brown's the window he takes a chair to it
1: but not a car sorry but I like that part I was like yes he better think on your feet and bust them windows and hop out
0: Exactly. So he gets out. At that time, it was, of course, right on time, this is where Uncle Wallace and therapist Davenport come, and they try to pull him in, but of course he gets away. Okay. It cuts to the woods mm-hmm. where they're walking and talking. Susan and Henry are talking, and Susan again asks Henry about this duck and about Richard and basically just asks, like, did you kill your brother? And Henry's like, okay, and what if I did? And Susan's like, well, we'll get you help. Get and to apparently send to one of those places. <laughs> Yeah, Henry doesn't like the way that sound. He doesn't want to be seen as one of those people that needs to be in an institution. And he runs off.
2: So as he <laughs> runs off, as me,
0: I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am going to send you to one of those places." Like, like it's, what? It's okay. You'll it, be better in the end, hopefully. We hope. We can pray. Henry runs off and Susan follows him to where Susan believes that he might have fallen off of a cliff. Pump fake. <laughs> Okay,
1: <laughs> and
0: pushed her breaking pushed the ankles, but right on off that cliff. You should have known them better, Susan. She fell, but then land. I think landed on
1: like a branch, and yeah. was holding onto the branch. And then that's when Mark comes up, and they start fighting and tussling on the edge of the cliff, which actually gave me a little bit of anxiety because I right. Didn't...
0: You have kids on this jagged rock, rolling around. Susan's climbing her way back up once again Like she's in a freaking commercial But
1: well, she was a G though Cause I don't know if I could have put myself back up that cliff
0: Yeah it wasn't like it was the tree house To where it was like actual. Like what were you climbing on <laughs> Yeah it was like a goat Oh I guess she was the goat in that situation Anyway we have Mark and Henry They're fighting and before then Before Mark pops up Did you see that Henry was about to like throw a rock at her Yeah To knock her down even further Yeah so as the boys are fighting, we have Susan climbing up. And, of course, as the boys fall off the cliff, Susan gets up in enough time to grab both boys. She's trying to pull both of them up. But as we see, like, she's not strong enough to pull both of the boys up. And I wasn't sure. I was thinking that this could have went one of many ways. Yeah. I was thinking, like, the dad and Miss Davenport were going to come and pull That's them what both I was all thinking. up to safety. That's what I was thinking. But what ends up happening to our surprise people She's telling the boys to she's telling the boys to try to like hold on and kind of climb up her arms and she's trying to hold herself down as best as she can. Henry is just like, Mom, help me. I, I need your you. other hand. I love you. Meanwhile, Mark, he's just quiet. He's just trying to like concentrate. Every now and then he might say Aunt Susan, but he's help. just trying to concentrate. Please. And guys, wouldn't you know? Aunt Susan lets go of Henry. And he falls to his death And y'all we see
1: the body Yeah in the water I was like, I definitely did not expect her to let Henry go I didn't But I'm glad she did Because first of all As Mark's dead, My wife just died I have to go on a business trip I leave my child with you Now my child's dead
0: So now I done lost my wife And, and my, my child. son within a two week period I mean and technically my brother at that point Because it's gonna be a minute Yeah. You're gonna feel it's gonna be some type of something there towards.
1: Like I just lost my wife, lost my I leave my child with you and your crazy my crazy ass nephew and now my child there too. Mm -hmm. And my child
0: was telling y'all that he was doing stuff. Um, mm -mm. Exactly. So it was it was very shocking to see that they dropped Henry and I mean it was very shocking that they showed the body. Like, on the rock, and then you see, like, it washes the body away.
1: I mean, we in the 90s now, so.
0: I mean, yeah, but a kid is Ooh. still a kid. We, what, they wasn't killing kids like that just yet. Like, it would be a shocker every now and then. Like, now they're killing kids like it's candy on Halloween. Yeah. But then, they, it was still shocking to see, like, a kid to get killed. Like, maybe if he would have ended up going to jail, that would have been proper for that yeah or like if they didn't show the body at all the fact that they showed the body was the thing yeah like you just see him flopping on the rock and then he just and the rock is all bloody
1: see i couldn't see that's the part that like kind of confused me a little bit because i was looking like is that blood or is that just the rock wet
0: i think it was blood because remember we kept seeing scenes of how i guess they were trying to show us how far of a drop it was yeah because I was also wondering, like, if they fell, would they survive? Or would they just be bruised up? But what
1: are them rocks those oh. rocks at the
0: bottom were pretty big. I mean, when she got caught by the branch, I feel like if she had a fell from there, she might have just had, like, a broken bone or something. Because she was relatively closer.
1: Yeah, and it was shallow, too. So yeah. At that point,
0: oof. It basically takes us back to the beginning of the movie where we see Mark back in Arizona in the canyon and he's kind of like observing and having a moment with himself and he's having a voiceover moment where he's like Henry's gone the ha- Henry's gone the family is safe but I've always wondered why did Aunt Susan save me like if she had a do over would she make the same choice again but I know I would never have the strength to ask her and that my friend is how this ride ends so Janae. Meh. <laughs> Girl, I guess I guess it would be nice of us if we at least showed our presence in this souvenir shop. I don't even want a souvenir.
2: It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop.
0: Well, I mean the posters are kinda nice. Kinda. Okay, okay so <laughs> when I say kinda nice, you gotta be nice, okay? There are actually a lot of posters for The Good Son that they have floating around. One of them, the main one that you'll see, is one of Macaulay Culkin. He's kind of—I kind of I kinda like it because they kind of make him look innocent. Like you don't know what type of movie this is gonna be, and this is definitely total '90s to have like the airbrush floating picture in the third left corner with the vast background, and then the that title in the bottom. That looks
1: like um, what's it called? What his face gives me Home Alone.
0: Yeah, it, see, I'm saying it doesn't give you evil kid vibes. So this, like, you don't know what type of... So this was the No, nah, I the did, that
1: that was the cover of when I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. This was the cover that they had.
0: This was the cover I got. But see, now, one I really do like. I do like this black and white cover. That it gives like me rota Omen. vibes. And it's just a close-up on Macaulay Culkin's face. But you only see his left eye. You can see that it's green. And it says, the good son. At the top, it says, evil has many faces. Now, one I don't like. They were very lazy here. There's another promo poster where it's the same picture of Macaulay Culkin on the very first poster we talked about. But you could tell they just minimized his picture to put him behind the tree. To make it look like he's peeking behind the tree. I don't think there are any other posters in the shop. It's just different renditions of those so four. The poster really. that
1: I said that I had liked, well, the one that I had saw, it's like all black. Um, Macaulay is squinting looking towards the right on the left hand side of the screen i mean on the poster um the good son is in the top right and then you have a picture of elijah wood this one no it's this one let me see
0: oh i thought you meant it was like closer to his face okay keep going
1: and then you have a picture of elijah wood small underneath the title and then below it it says evil has many faces and then below that is a picture of the house and it looks like um the house on the hill
0: this movie has a 6.4 out of 10 on imdb a 26% rating on rotten tomatoes and a 45% on metacritic john a sorry huh <laughs> <sighs> On a scale of 1 to 100, what do you rate the good sign? I give it a 70. A 70? Yeah. That's high. I didn't want to be... I, Because I really wanted to give it a 50, but... I, I'm giving it a 54. Because, I mean, I just... For for Macaulay Culkin to be in it and yeah. Elijah Wood to be in it, it should be way I'm better. A, for a, it to be a $17 million budget, it should be way okay, better. Okay, I'm going
1: to give it a 50.
0: Yeah, let's be honest. So, yeah. So, for me...
1: Wait, I have to burp. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a 50. Um, for me, like I was saying earlier, he didn't. Henry didn't really give me sociopath or psychopath for more than half of the movie. He wasn't even giving me creepy child, more like disturbed child, like, you know,
0: slightly off, but eh. Yeah, it just... Like I said, people, I'm sorry. I know this is a horror podcast. This is episode two and we... I'm sorry. It was my fault, but it's okay. We're gonna do bad horror movies all the time.
1: But yeah, I think it's also because, like I said, I watched too much true crime. So all I can think of was the fact that he just had the makings of being a future serial killer. Yeah,
0: was... Our next ride for next week—it wasn't a be... fun ride. You know what it yeah. gave me? What
1: I'm trying to think of a ride. Have you been to Six Flags America? Mm-hmm. Have you been to what? Um, I'm trying to think of the name of a ride where it's like. Eh...
0: What, the giant drop? Because that definitely was not a giant drop.
1: No. Okay. I want to say it gives me Superman. Only because Superman is okay until they get to that one point where it just like goes in a circle at the end. Yeah,
0: I did this did keep going in circles. Okay, I want yeah. off this ride. Guys. It gave me Superman. That was the good son. Next week, we will be riding the ride known as Alice, Sweet Alice. And I love this movie. I can't wait till we review it. Have you seen it before? <gasps> Okay, guys, it's Johnny's first time watching Alice, Sweet Alice. So we'll see you guys next week at the meetup. Bye.